Welcome to the Fresh Start Church Podcast, where we exist to influence a nation with revival. Here you'll find preached messages from our pastors. We pray that the spirit of revival is imparted to you as you listen. To watch live, check us out on YouTube or visit our website at freshstartaz.com. And to stay connected with us, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 8 and 9. And Apostle Paul says, I am going to remain in Ephesus until Pentecost for a wide door for effective service has opened to me. A wide door for effective service has opened to me and there are many adversaries, many adversaries. As you're being seated, say, and they're going to put it on the screen, I think, get prepared for apostolic capacity. Amen. So you can say that to your neighbor. Thank you guys as you're being seated today. That's what we felt the Lord. I felt the Lord speak to us. Fresh start is get prepared for apostolic capacity. Apostolic capacity. I'll break that down here in just a second, but I want to I want to just give definition to what the apostle Paul meant. It's not really hard to figure out, but it is broken down in of course in the original language, the word word or words wide door wide meaning something mega something huge or something massive are we ready for that today come on are you ready for that in your own life come on are you ready for that in your personal life can I get an amen I know you're still getting settled in your seats but are you ready for something huge or massive a capacity in your own life a wide door. You see, that stuck out to me. Why? It's just why I studied it is because he emphasized it was a wide door. There's other places in the in the New Testament and possibly the Old Testament which talks about an open door. I'll share some more scriptures here in just a moment. But he took time to say, I've got to remain in Ephesus until Pentecost for a wide door of effective service has opened to me. To my knowledge, we don't know exactly what that is, but we do know uh, that the Apostle Paul took a lot of territory. Come on, y'all. He took a lot of territory. And so he knew in the spirit um, that a wide door, a mega door in the original language, a mega door, something huge or massive. Do I have any revivalists that came on this Sunday that have a big faith that even after, come on, six and a half years of God moving, and see lives change, that we believe there can be a wide door, a greater capacity, come on, something huge or massive. It's, it's, it's indicating the scope or the possibility of our capacity, watch this now, from an eternal view, an eternal view. And of course, capacity being defined or understood as the ability to receive and the ability to contain capacity, the ability to receive or contain the scope uh, uh, indicates the, the uh, scope of something. Everybody shout capacity. And apostolic simply meaning characteristics of the apostle. So don't let that word, you know, throw you there, all right? Because there's different things that go into that. But just, just remember that for the rest of the message today. Apostolic capacity, characteristics of the apostles. When we watch the apostles, when we watch the early church, we see that their passion and their love for Jesus and the fire and the, um, the fire and the intensity of 
of their zeal, are you with me, um, led them into ever-increasing abundance of fruitfulness, come on, of harvest, of taking territory. Can I get an amen? And yes, it involved, obviously, souls saved. It, it involved casting out demons. Come on. It involved, it involved confronting the religious and the religious system of that day. Come on. It involved, and how many know we want to keep making religion mad? Come on. So apostolic, meaning just characteristics of the apostles, characteristics of the early church. This is our, our model, if you will, our, our frame of, of reference, our blueprint uh, for revival and sustained revival. So we've got to look to that. So the Lord says it's time for a capacity increase in Fresh Start Revival. Now these, these words, capacity and increase, are not foreign. We've been preaching this for probably six full years around here. Amen. How many know what I'm talking about? But, but again, the Lord says it's time for a capacity increase. We've been here many, many times, Fresh Start family, and we're going to be here at this capacity increase many more times because if we do not... Uh, are not arriving at this place, then we will have settled. And around here, we won't settle. This is the nature of sustained revival. If we do not get reach um, these areas where we evaluate capacity increase personally, corporately, then what will happen is we will stall and stagnate and stifle because we have reached our capacity limit. And when you do that, if you're not careful, you go over into religion because you are refusing to increase spiritual capacity. So then, but yet you want to keep the appearance of revival. So then what you do is you move out of uh, the eternal view and scope of capacity and you move into a human generated kind of works based uh, um, idea of capacity. So you just stay at that same spiritual level but yet thinking that you're moving forward. That, my friends, is religion. Come on. Did that make sense? And that means that you stifle and you stagnate. And there is a stark difference. There is a marked difference between those who are continually allowing capacity increase and those who refuse to allow capacity increase. And I'm speaking spiritually today, all right? Y'all know y'all know that. A spiritual increase, a spiritual uh, capacity increase, there is a marked difference because God cannot put his anointing on something that is, is only man-generated and man-thought. Come on. He can, he can only put his anointing. He cannot put his anointing on that. He can only put his anointing on those who are tenaciously looking upward to him, gazing upon him, looking and asking for his glory, ever longing for realms of glory, for his power, for his presence, for who he is that is the only way that we can attain the anointing and obtain the anointing to sustain revival until Jesus comes back come on now 
If you've reached a capacity limit, that is a reason to celebrate because at least you have been tenacious enough on that level and your pursuit and your persistency to reach that level of capacity. But at those points, we must not do what I just told you and stay there. We have got to climb a little higher. We've got to dig a little deeper and we've got to look a, a little a little uh, more intently and, and pray for wide doors a capacity to be open because as you steward one level God is faithful and God is eager to open up a wide door to the next level of spiritual advance come on that was worth saying again. As you steward, personally and then corporately, as you steward one level, God will be faithful. We serve a faithful God. I'm going to take us a little bit deeper in a minute, but God is faithful and he is eager. He is longing for people, for his people to, 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 to pursue him for greater spiritual capacity. Look, you cannot remain at a carnal level forever. Come on. And expect to break through. Come on. That's not my message today, but, but somebody needs to hear that. You, you, you look around at, at revivalists, you see this one's spiritual pursuit, and, and we're not to compare ourselves by one another, that's at the end of the message, but look at this. You, you see how, how zealous some people are, and you're like, how can they do that? Let me tell you how they can live at that level and that, that, that capacity. It's because they're continually, first of all, sacrificing and giving all of themselves to the Lord, and they have a hunger, and they have have a tenacious pursuit that will not relent and they do not lend and give themselves to the temporal but they give themselves to the eternal this my friends is what must happen if you're going to continue to increase in spiritual capacity and when God finds those in, in, in that will do this he is eager to open up wide doors to the next level He's eager to open up wide doors, mega doors, huge, massive doors, huge, massive doors. From his eternal view, even what we have had in six and a half years is very much just the beginning of what he wants to pour out. We cannot become satisfied. We cannot become arrogant. We cannot become and say, well, we've had this glorious time. It's a good run. Let's just ride. God says, come up a little higher and see from my perspective all that I have to pour out within you and amongst you and then you will pursue me because when we have come to the end of our capacity God says all you have to do is take one more step across and it's a wide huge massive door of capacity that I'm going to move you into it can happen for you it can happen for corporate body amen so, hallelujah. This mic seems really loud, but I'm not going to tell you to turn it down because, bless God, I have to preach with other microphones at other places that are not loud. Come on, somebody. Revelation chapter 3. Remember the church of Philadelphia. I know your deeds. Everybody say a wide door. And behold, now this is Jesus obviously talking to the church of Philadelphia. Behold, I have put before you an open door. 
Now, before he says this, he introduces himself, and this is, I'm paraphrasing, but as a son of, he has the keys of David. He's the one who holds the keys of David. This is how he introduces himself to this church. And he says uh, to Philadelphia church, and I say this is a revival church. He said, I have put before you an open door which no one can shut. And because you have a little power and have kept my word, uh, and because I do this because you have a little power and have kept my word and have not denied my name. That's the church of Philadelphia, an open door, an open door. And remember the church of Laodicea, Revelation chapter three, verse 20. Behold, Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. What am I trying to show you here? The revival church with capacity had an open door put before them because they had a measure of power. Look, look, let's not, let's not look at that in a negative way. You have a little power. They had a capacity of power, come on, that they were using. Help me, y'all. They had a capacity of power that they were using. Are y'all seeing what I'm seeing? And because they were using this measure of power and because they, they kept his word, the word of the Lord, and because they did not deny his name, because they were good stewards in the face of everything that was contrary and antagonistic against them, study it out. God said, Jesus said, I am putting before you an open door. Come on, revivalists. I am putting before you an open door. I am giving you an opportunity to walk into a mega capacity. But the lukewarm church, the Laodicean church, the carnal church, the church that had settled had a door that was closed. How do you know? Because Jesus was knocking on it. Come on. Jesus was knocking on it and Jesus was pleading to come in. And how the trajectory of churches in our nation and the nations of the earth could be so much more fruitful if they would just answer the knock to greater capacity. That's worth saying again. How much, how the trajectory of churches or how the trajectory of the bride of Christ, the body of Christ, could be so much more fruitful if we would just answer the knock to greater capacity. Look at your neighbor and scream. It's a wide door, a wide, wide door. We cannot move on without noting that we can deduct that the church with the open door had the keys. Come on. I'll try it again. The church with the open door, the church who had stewarded the power, the measure, the capacity. Uh, did you hear what I said? They had stewarded the measure of, of power and they had used it. They had, they had, they had uh, done all that they knew to do that Jesus had told them to do. They kept the word of the Lord. They didn't deny his name. They stood in the face of antagonism. They were given the keys and we understand that keys represent authority. So we see here that as the door is opened, there is a capacity of authority that is given to those who steward well everything that they have been given. Hallelujah. Apostolic capacity is the bold faith to reach beyond this realm and grab the essence of eternity that is within us to discern the eternal 
mandate for such a time as this. I sure thought I had that quote on the screen. But since I don't, I'm going to repeat it again. Apostolic capacity is the bold faith to reach beyond this realm and grab the essence of eternity within, come on, it's within us, I'll give you that scripture, to discern the eternal mandate for such a time as this. Many of you are, or some of you, are bored with the Lord that rhymed, bored with God, and it's not his fault. It is our fault when we get bored with God because God has given us the privilege and the honor, come on, to discern from the realms of eternity an eternal mandate for such a time as this. Well, I just don't feel like my gifts are being used. Well, I just, I'm just not satisfied with this. Well, I'm just not satisfied. And I tell you that a dissatisfied spirit does not come from God. It comes from the enemy. He rebuked the children of Israel for complaining. You have been complaining in your spirit. You know better than to let it come out of your mouth. But you have been complaining in your mind and in your spirit. And God says, I have blocked the capacity. I have shut the door because you are whining about what you are not doing. God says, do what I have put in your hands and watch the door open. I'm going to ride that for a moment. It's very dangerous. Very dangerous. And we all fight it, y'all. We all fight that old carnal offense, that old carnal, that carnal dissatisfaction and the, comes from the enemy to stir up within us all kinds of wrong things. We all fight it, but you better wait on God, honey, because if you do not wait on God, you will be on your own and God will let you be on your own. And then you're gonna try to get up in front of a people and they're gonna see you have no capacity. You have no capacity. I'm going to ride that for a minute. So the exhortation today is, if you, even if you haven't been complaining out of your mouth, you better stop complaining in your mind. Because that stifles, that stifles, that stifles. So he has given us the essence of eternity within to discern the eternal mandate. We got to come up higher to see the eternal mandate. And that's what God is saying to us today, fresh start in this revival. We've got to come up higher in this season to see the eternal mandate clearer for such a time as this. Because if we're going to continually increase in personal and corporate apostolic capacity, we must realize the enormity of God's eternal plan. Now, obviously, salvation through the blood of Jesus is the ultimate of that eternal plan. But what we're allowed to be and become in this eternal plan must be realized. Come on. We must realize that you're starting now for eternity, not when you pass away. Come on and make it to heaven. Ecclesiastes 3 says, yet God has made everything beautiful for its time. 
He has planted eternity in the human heart. Did you read that right? He has planted eternity in the human heart. Walk with me. We have beating on the inside of us an eternal pulse that cannot be stopped. Can you feel it right now? Can you hear it right now? It is an eternal glory cadence that drives us as children of God. For those who choose Jesus, the outcome is eternal life and righteous purpose. For those who do not choose Jesus, the outcome is eternal regret and torment at the thought of not reaching the capacity of what God created them to reach. So I, I encourage you, I implore you in this room, if you struggle, 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 struggle in your walk with the Lord, look here, bottom line, bottom line, you got to give it all. You have got to give it all. That's not my message today, but you got to give it all. You will never be happy trying to ride both sides of the fence. That's not my message, but you need to hear that. Sunday morning, come on. You'll never be happy. You'll never, ever, ever be triumphant. And your capacity spiritually will never increase as you're trying to ride both sides of the fence. Because on the inside of you is an eternal pulse that you are trying to fill with a temporal pleasure. And it's never going to work. Because eternity is within our hearts, we have the capacity to receive what eternity holds. Come on. And only we as God's human creation have been made with the capacity to be filled with all of eternity. And just so you understand, God is eternity. Come on. I say God is eternity. I say God is eternity. And we have been given the capacity to be filled with all of him. This is mind-blowing. Yet it is even more perplexing in our relentless our relentless desire to be so tightly tied to the temporal we're so captivated looking at the things that are seen instead of reaching for the things that are unseen and it is the unseen that we are made for come on I understand that our bodies are a limitation, but your spirit is what holds your capacity, and that is what is judged. Our bodies are a limitation. Our bodies grow weary. Our bodies decay. But on the inside, Apostle Paul told us, our spirit is being renewed every single day. That means that we have the capacity to hold eternity and all the mandate of eternity. Christians never retire. Come on, somebody. We never retire. We never retire. The moment that we retire is the moment that we limit our capacity. You hear me? Get a higher eternal picture. Your spirit is what will be judged by the capacity. Our natural minds are limited. And this is why the Bible tells us that we are to walk by faith and not by sight. We are to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. And we are to set our minds on things above not on things of this earth apostolic capacity January the 24th this year I had a dream several people myself and a well-known apostle in the body of Christ and I'm not going to say the name we we're at some type of meeting and there seemed to be scaffolding that we were standing on and speaking. We were standing and speaking standing on and speaking from this scaffolding at least two times 
I had to climb up the scaffolding. The final time, uh, uh, with much struggle because it was very difficult. Look, this thing is not going to be easy. Come on. This apostolic capacity is not going to be easy. But finally, tier by tier, level by level, up the scaffolding, I climb until I reach the top. Come on, somebody, all right? Thank God I reached the top. Come on. Scaffolding representing structure, and I believe that can be spiritual, also natural. That'll be for another sermon, possibly. But the climbing is a spiritual progress and a spiritual growth. Scaffolding meaning structure, spiritual structure, and then climbing meaning spiritual progress and spiritual growth. Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, a scripture used a lot actually around here over the years. After these things, I looked, and behold, what? A door standing open in heaven. Come on. A door standing open in heaven and the first voice which I had heard like the sound of a trumpet speaking with me said shout it with me come up here shout it again one more time a little louder so your neighbor can be convinced come on come the Lord said the Lord said the spirit said come up here and I will show you what must take place after these things in the context of my dream and the context of connecting with Revelation 4.1 let me say this if you don't make the climb he can't show you the capacity yes if you don't make do the do the do the, the spiritual effort to, to make the climb, he cannot show you the capacity. This scripture preached so many different ways, but it's amazing that it starts with a door standing open, a door standing open, and 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 and, and a literal placing and excuse me, a crossing into and coming upward. And he says, when you do this, I'm going to show you. If you don't make the spiritual climb, you will never know the capacity that you're headed for. But God is faithful that once we take one step or one climb up in spiritual progress, he shows us, come on somebody, he's a loving God, he's a faithful God, he's a God who nurtures us, but he's a God who prods us as well, come on, he shows us, look, this is what is on this level of capacity, now look how far that you have come, come on somebody, do y'all know what I'm talking about? This is personal. This is corporate. Somebody shout yes. Paul said, the apostle Paul in the scripture that I started with, that this wide door comes with adversaries. Every door, every wide door faces adversaries. You count on it. Some try to walk through a wide door without the climb. Come on, somebody. And because of that, they have not seen the giants and they've not seen the kings that are going to oppose them once they get into the next level of capacity. This is why I'm preaching this today is we've got to make the climb. Come on. And we've got to make it together because when you get that eternal view, ha, 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 when you get that eternal view, you won't be like the ones who said we are grasshoppers in their sight. We are like grasshoppers in their sight. They're going to kill us. They're giants. No, we'll be like Joshua and Caleb that says, come Come on, y'all. We can do this. We can take this. Can we be a Joshua? Can we be a Caleb? And you know why? Because they had climbed the ladder, come on, of spiritual progress, and they saw from eternity, not from the natural realm. Hear me now. They saw from eternity and not from the natural realm. We can do this. Because when you're up here, you see from God's view that we don't look small in their eyes. Come on, y'all. 
things are a lot different at 37,000 feet. Trust me. Come on. And this is how God wants us to see in the spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some try to walk through the wide door without the climb because they've not seen the giants and the kings. They fail miserably, miserably because of lack of vision of the scope and the responsibilities that come with the wide door. Are you hearing me? See, capacity increase is in the climb. High five your neighbor say it's in the climb. It's in the climb. It's in the reach. It's in the pursuit of Jesus in, and his kingdom. Our part is to climb and reach and pursue, and his part is to open the doors. Hear me now. Come on, personally and corporately. Our job is to climb and reach and pursue. God's part is to open continual doors of capacity. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. And all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continue, we continue, fresh start, we continue to behold in the word of God as in a mirror, what? The glory of the Lord. I lift mine eyes. Lord, hear my cry. Show me your glory and the Bible says as we are crying out and looking into the word of the Lord uh, word of the Lord the glory of the Lord we are constantly being transfigured into his very own image watch this now in ever increasing splendor from one degree of glory to another for this comes from the Lord who is the spirit glory to glory ever increasing splendor one degree or another we are Climbing, we are coming up here, and as we do that, God says, You're increasing in capacity. Shout amen. Come on. Now, let me turn this and go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 10, and it says this He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you having all sufficiency in all things things may have an abundance for every good work as it is written he dispersed abroad and he has given to the poor his righteousness endures forever now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness hang on we are responsible with where we are now sowing into where we we are going. Come on. You take that personally. You take it for this revival. We are responsible with where we are now sowing into where we are going. Now, the context of this scripture is in the giving of money, but I believe it applies into any type of stewardship of what we have been given. Shout amen. I said it applies to any type of stewardship of what we have been. Come on, fresh start. We've been given a lot to whom much is given much is required connecting this concept of that scripture in 2 Corinthians with the parable of the talents and I don't have this all on the screen but this is what Jesus said in the parable Luke 19 he said a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return and he called ten of his servants and he delivered to them ten minas and he said to them he delivered to them ten capacities come on somebody 
And he said to them, do business or occupy until I come. And so when he returned, uh, when he returned, he commanded the servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. And the first came saying, master, your mina, your capacities has earned 10 more. Come on. And he said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were very faithful in a little, have authority over 10 cities. Now you've heard me say this before, but you've probably forgotten. So I'm going to say it again. I think it's interesting in the new King James version that he says, I give you authority over cities. Come on, come on. I give you authority over territories, capacity. Keep going. The second case came and said, master, your mina has earned five minas. And he said, you likewise will be over five cities, more capacity. Somebody say more, more, more. And then another came saying, master, here is your mina and I have kept it and I have put it in a handkerchief because I feared, etc., etc., etc. Are you with me? I kept it for myself because I was afraid. I was afraid. And he said to those who stood by, skipping a few verses, take that mina from the fearful one and give it to the one who has ten and they said, but master, he has 10. Are you listening, Fresh Start? Are you listening? I know you are. He said, he has, they said, he has 10. And he said, I say to you that everyone who has will be given. And from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. The ESV version, whatever that stands for, says it like this. People who use what they have will get more. But those who do not use what they have, everything will be taken away. Oh, we need right now to appreciate the word of God and the word of the Lord this morning because he is saying it is time to ask for a wide door and a greater capacity. Come on. They were all judged for their capacity. Right? Their ability to increase. They were judged for their ability to reach and to climb for the more. Shout the more. You've heard me refer to this earlier in this year, but Bishop um, Hammond, it said 2022, uh, he said, occupy. Uh, he said, the Lord is coming this year to settle accounts. Come on, somebody. This was the beginning of this year. And we've shared this around here, but I need to share it today. Come on. What, he says, quoting him, what have you done with what he's given you? Jesus says, I don't have time to waste on those who won't use it. The last servant was judged for being wicked and lazy, no capacity. That was my quote, quoting Bishop Hammond. After April, I'm handing out mantles. To those who have been responsible with what I have given them, angels will be put on assignment for them. Today is May 1st. Come on. You came on the right Sunday. 
May is mantle month, somebody. Come on. I said May is mantle month. Oh, clap your hands and receive. Oh, lift up your voice and say, I want it. Say, God, I'll do whatever it takes. I will occupy. Increase me, God. Increase us. Increase this revival. Increase. Increase capacity. May is mantle month, and angels are going to be released for those who recognize from an eternal viewpoint that God has given them something, and they put their hand to what God has given them. And God says, once you do that, you go the next step and the next step. And even like the dream of the mantle, that mantle increases and becomes larger and thicker and heavier and weightier and weightier. But it is not. Tis not a weight for me. Come on. Because the because as we are moving forward with the mantle and the mantles of capacity, God is infusing us with his strength. We are mounting up with wings as eagles. His joy is infusing us. The joy of the Lord is infusing us. Why? Because I lift mine eyes. Lord, hear my cry. Show me your glory. That's how we can keep moving forward no matter the adversity. A wide door has opened and there's many adversaries. You know what? It doesn't matter to me. I am moving through this mega door. I am in the spirit in the spirit, in the spirit, I say increase my capacity. It's mantle month, y'all. We made it through April. January, February, March, April. It's mantle month. I don't know about you, but I'm going to get mine. I'm going to get that capacity. I'm going to climb that scaffolding. Come on. My dream told me I made it. Come on, somebody. <laughs> You're going to make it too. I said, you're going to make it too. You're going to make it too. You know why? Because we're pulling on this together. Every corporate body, every corporate body that is contending for the end time move of God. Come on, this is why it's important for you to find a church. Don't just be a free spirit out there just blah, 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 doing your own thing. Find a local body. Get connected because Jesus needs us. One can chase a thousand. Two can chase ten thousand, etc., etc. We're powerful when we come together. We're powerful when we pray together. We're powerful when we pray for one another. Come on. And this end time remnant church is going to be walking and ebbing and flowing together with a greater capacity that is literally, as I said last week, going to be the pressure of the glory on nations of this earth that will expose evil and and release a harvest before Jesus comes back. Come on. So we got to climb. Let me read this quote by this man named Wade Taylor. Amazing man of God. He's within heaven right now. Talents, he said, are given by the Lord as a sovereign impartation. They are a special enabling which releases us from the limitations of the natural realm into having the potential to function in the higher realms of the spiritual. Yeah, I know. Come on, y'all. Did y'all get that? Talents are given by, and my husband talked about the Lord is sovereign, as a sovereign impartation. They are a special enabling which releases us from the limitations of the natural realm into having the potential to function in the higher realms of the spiritual. These realms of the spiritual are unlimited. So we can progress as far as we, as, as we are willing to go. 
10, 5, 1. Come on, somebody. 10, 5. Come on, somebody. Those, excuse me. The, the stern warning, he says, of this parable is we must use them. Those who are satisfied with nominal or shallow usually, get this, usually have their goal as heaven. But the goal, he says, is the kingdom. And he says, he says, without a shadow of a doubt, heaven, yes, exclamation point. But the Lord is doing something first. He's separating to himself those who will use what he's given to establish his kingdom now and in the age to come. You need to clap on that. I wish I had said it, but he said it. Great man of God. Come on, grab that word today. Grab that word. And that is a powerful quote to enforce that we must tap into eternity within, what I just said to you a moment ago, in order to fulfill the eternal mandate. Lord, I say raise our vision and increase our capacity today. Mantles define capacity. Elijah, uh, Elijah's mantle to Elisha. What did Elisha ask for? Come on, double. He asked for double. What? How many miracles uh, did Elisha do versus Elijah? He did double. Uh, the the, the, the miracles. Can I say this? The level that you reach will be the amount that our children can double. Come on. I'm going to let them read that, leave that up there. That just got up there. I said the level that you reach will be the amount that your children can double. Ha! Come on, moms and dads and grandmas. I don't care what age you are in here. Come on. Come on, pastors. Come on. Come on. The level we reach will be the level that our spiritual children can double. I say we can't quit. I say we can't back off. I say we can't get tired. And by tired, I know our physical body wears and we've got to have rest. But I'm talking about the spirit that is within, that is being renewed day after day in the light of his glory and the word of God. We are ever increasing and the every time that we take another step up that scaffolding it is increasing capacity not just for us but our children and our children's children and our etc etc come on shout in this place And first Lord, I say this to us corporately. This is why we cannot stop climbing. This is why you can't ride on somebody else's anointing. This is why you can't ride on somebody else's shout. This is why you can't opt out of fasting and let the same ones do it every week, every week, every month, every month. This is why. This is why. Because the more that we come together in a corporate push and press and reach and climbing is the moment that we begin to increase the capacity of this revival and you hear me now and I say this with respect there is a nation that is counting on you and I to climb the scaffold together somebody shout increase the apostolic capacity as we see from the apostle Paul is ever expanding. And his territorial reach that I know of surpassed any other that I'm aware of. His words, so we see all throughout his epistles, his words of exhortation that bear the weight and the scope of this capacity and, and, and the continual capacity increase. Things like Philippians chapter three, it says, not that I have already attained. Come on, somebody. 
or am already perfected. Say it now. But I press on. Come on. Come on. But I press on. There's many times, and, and I, I, there's many times that we are going to feel extremely inadequate on a personal and on a corporate level. Help me, y'all. Help me. On a personal and a corporate level. And really, in a sense, that's kind of a good thing if we're, it keeps us in humility. Come on. Now, obviously not if it's coming from the spirit of the enemy, but there's going to be many times that we feel inadequate, but we have got to remember that, 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 that it is not us, but it is eternity. Come on. God within us us that is moving and stretching and reaching with us. Come on, come up here, he said, so I can show you. And at that moment, even when we feel inadequate, we say, you know what? I haven't attained it. I'm not already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing that I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upper call of God in Christ Jesus. Come on, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Apostle Paul talking about capacity again for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, hallelujah, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Did you get that? And while we do not look at the things which are seen, but we look at the things which are not seen, which the things are seen are temporary but the things which are, are not seen are eternal capacity increase. Colossians chapter 3, set your mind on things and not on things on the Philippians chapter 4, I can do all things. Oh, that's pretty weak right there. We gonna try that and again. I can do absolutely, absolutely. Give God praise. Give God praise. Y'all know me well. I'm not a fluff and stuff preacher. Come on. I'm not a feel-good preacher, but you got to understand something. That verse is in the scriptures for a reason. Come on. The context of it, I understand the context surrounding it, but it's still in the scriptures that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me no matter what is going on around me, no matter what it pertains to in my life. Because he strengthens me, I can do all things. You see, you must look from the view of eternity and the view of the word of God. Look, I can do all things doesn't mean that I'm going to put my human ingenuity and my human thought processes and my human blah 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 and then I can do it all the human stuff because he strengthens me no I can do all of the things that are contained within eternity and within his capacity realm come on I can do those things that he orders because he strengthens me are you with me This would be a good time to quit. Oh, no, it's 1223 now. It was 1222. So since it just turned over, I'm going to keep going. Come on, somebody. I'm almost done. These are numerous verses, the ones I just read to you. These are numerous other verses from the life of the Apostle Paul show us that we never have to reach max capacity. Come on. 
He exhorts us that there's always the potential to reach and to climb and pursue the more. This, my friends, is apostolic capacity. And this fresh start revival is where we are once again. I believe the Apostle Paul's wide door was, was there because he has stewarded all of the other doors well. Come on. He was faithful over whatever God had put before him, so it began to multiply. The byproduct was multiplication. The byproduct was more capacity. Oh my God, I'm saying some good things right here. I know I said it in a different way a moment ago, but you need to hear that again. The wide door came because he stewarded maybe other smaller doors. Come on. Hallelujah. Revelation 3.21, to him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne. Just think about that. Sit with Jesus on his throne. As I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. We need to leave that verse up for just a minute because you forgot that was in the Bible. To him who overcomes, overcomes. Do I have any overcomers on this Sunday morning? I know you are. I will grant, Jesus said, to sit with me, with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. There is a level of authority and rulership and kingdom dominion that when we get into that realm is going to be handed over to us. But where we are, we will never be able to rule the nations with Jesus if we cannot prove capacity increase here. Come on, somebody. Overcoming is the ability to climb and reach and pursue more. So this overcoming just isn't overcoming your headache or, or, or your, your spouse that was mean to you. Come on, somebody. Or, or, your, or, your, or your boss, that whatever, this and that and the other. That's not all the overcoming. Matter of fact, that's a minimal part. A big part of the overcoming is the ability that I am not going to stay at one spiritual capacity, but I am going to move forward into a greater spiritual capacity. And Jesus said it's to those overcomers that refuse to stay in carnality and refuse to stay in religion and refuse to stay with just a little bit. Come on, negotiating with God if I should do this or I shouldn't do that. Living on one side of the fence or the other. God says, no, 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 no. It's those who overcome and understand that that is temporal. That's what you can see. But what I'm after, God says, is what you can't see with your natural eyes but you can see with your spirit if you come up here you're going to sit on my throne he said with me and rule yeah closing so how does this relate to revival and to me well, hopefully I've effectively done that if I haven't we'll try again next time come on somebody the Acts 2 revival resulted, fresh start, in continual sustained revival because they walked in the concept that I laid out today. Capacity increase, apostolic capacity. Their personal pursuit created, look, look at this, their personal pursuit created a corporate capacity resulting in large harvests of souls occupying and invading territories establishing the kingdom of God within those territories, raising more and more revivalists of all nations. I'm talking about the book of Acts church. Come on. Making disciples. They, they were passing mantles. Are you with me? They were passing mantles until they all died and passed those mantles on. 
and that potential and that capacity. And you know who they passed it to? You and I. Come on, Fresh Start. Come on, Revivalist. One of the most common uh, questions that we're privileged to answer for pastors across this nation. By the way, we have pastors from Roanoke, Virginia here today. My sister and brother-in-law, Vanny and Carrie Hero. Y'all stand away there. Y'all know them well. Come on. And we do have the same jacket on. Yes, we do. Stand up, Vanny. See this? But neither of us had no idea that we were going to wear them. It's hilarious. We didn't get into 11.30 last night. We didn't, we didn't land and get back home from the airport until 11.30 last night, so I hadn't even talked or seen them. But you know, the Holy Spirit just knows the mantle that needs to be worn today. Come on. But we have been privileged to share with pastors because, Fresh Start, I say this here as family and the capacity that God has allowed us uh, to steward to this point. And uh, there's so many hungry, hungry people in Roanoke. And man, they are blowing it up there in the, on the East Coast in Roanoke, Virginia. <laughs> hungry revivalists. They've been here. They've been, they've listened to you. They've watched you. They've received impartation, but also now are climbing their own scaffolding and their own ladder. Church, we were just in, in um, Little Rock. Uh, there was not the church that we sponsored in the beginning of last year uh, for Arkansas, but in the same city. And that, that pastor was present in that meeting, that Pray America that we did when we sponsored the, uh, the state of Arkansas. And or, Yeah, Arkansas. Lord Jesus, I don't know where I'm at. Hallelujah. <laughs> Um, but these, this pastor was here and I'm telling you, they've been back several times, been to conferences, other things, watch us all this. And, and my husband had preached there once and I had not, I'm saying this for a reason. And I had not. Um, so this was my first time at that church and he, and we told them this, said there was such a marked growth, a marked growth. Now look, this is just not because of us, but this is because of a hunger. And somebody found, somebody found a voice and I'm speaking to us, Fresh Start. Somebody found a voice, somebody in Arkansas, somebody in Virginia, somebody in this one and this one and this one, this found a voice that wouldn't satisfy and settle for a low level of capacity. Come on, hear me now. And as a result of it, one of the main questions that we get asked is, how do you get your people to respond like that? Let me tell you, everything that I just preached to you is how you get people to respond like that. That's how I respond. That's how I, re I don't care how long you've been walking with the Lord. I don't care if you've known him five minutes or 50 years. This is how we grow our response to the Lord is we climb the ladder. We climb up higher. We come up here. And every time we get an eternal view of the capacity that God wants to walk us into my goodness we can't go back to where we were we can't go back to what we were to that level of capacity and so the word of the Lord to us fresh start is this is that at no moment can we stop and stifle and say this capacity fits me well I like the level of this mantle I like the feeling of this mantle I like the weight of this mantle but yet we try to go on acting like our capacity 
capacity has increased. God says that cannot ever happen. He is calling on us right now for such a time as this to increase personal capacity, to increase corporate capacity for such a time as this. A nation is watching. A nation is listening. There are those who need to be mentored. Come on, somebody. You hear what I'm saying? Mentored in the spirit of revival, past the spirit of revival, into wearing the yoke of revival, into, come on, come on, oxen, into being responsible and owning revival. So at that point, they can look back and say, I bought the field. I bought the field. I paid the price. I bought the field. Almost done. Fresh Start is touching territories beyond Arizona for some time now. We have been operating literally in apostolic capacity without really realizing it in total scope. I'll try it again. We've been operating in apostolic capacity to this level without even realizing it on many levels. But the Holy Spirit is teaching us and how many know we're ever learning. And just as he did those in the early church, the Lord is now requiring for such a time as this that we recognize the potential of capacity and we reach for more. Individually and corporately, as you grow, we all grow. As I grow, we all grow. Yes? Our honor has been to help pastors and people in churches and regions and because God is going to release soon a epic revival across this land that is going to shake territories. And it's not going to be, it's not going to be a man spotlight thing. Y'all have heard me say that many times. On July the 20th last year, I released a prophetic word. And I don't know if this was in the, anyway, I released this word. Year seven, we're moving into higher apostolic operation. That was last year. Some of y'all may or may not remember. I'm reminding you. Year seven, we're moving into higher apostolic operation. As we go into higher apostolic operation, we can have full trust and confidence in the Lord that revival is going to take on a different face. With that said, I'm quoting myself. Come on, somebody. We've got to shed any level of fear. We've got to shed any level. Come on, that's what they did in the early church. A spirit of fear for sure, but fear of man. Come on. Comfortability, we've got to shed it. Still, still quoting, Lord, keep us pure. I said, help us not to fall into the pit of seeking and craving influence. Come on, fresh start. And then I said, if there's any intimidations that we have, if there is any insecurities that we have, we must deal with them. Because when you move into a higher apostolic operation, you must deal with any intimidations and any insecurities. Because in year seven, the Lord said they will be magnified. And we have to be okay, the Lord said, with the uncertainty, end quote. Come on, hallelujah. That was the word of the Lord last year. So let me wind it up with this. The Apostle Paul made a statement in 2 Corinthians 10. For we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves. But they, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves, are not wise. And I just, I need to say this, uh, whatever. Uh, the, the church is so busy competing, come on. That if we would just start climbing... If we would just start climbing, we're going to reach an eternal capacity to fulfill what eternity demands. But we've been, our lower nature and then all the church 
mess has just that told us we had to grow a church instead of birthing a move of God has made us compete. Come on. When I measure myself by someone else, there's a good chance that I'm limiting my capacity. And there's a hundred percent chance that I'll not be anointed to accomplish it. Come on. Now here, I'm gonna say this and then I'm gonna explain. We clone instead of climb. Come on, y'all. We clone instead of climb. Now by cloning, y'all know what that means, obviously. I'm not referencing um, mentoring and, and, and uh, the reproduction of sons and daughters. That's, a, that's not what I'm talking about, of revivalists. I mean we copy another's capacity. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about a style. I'm talking about a method. I'm talking about this. I'm talking about another's capacity instead of cultivating our own. Come on. Please tell your neighbor, you got to climb yourself. Come on. Now, I don't know what all this means today, but each day, especially now in this May 1st, the mantle month, the Lord gives us another layer of scaffolding to climb. Come on, fresh start. Easy, not at all, but it's very possible. Because in our weakness, he is made strong. Each week, each week around here at Fresh Start, last week we had pastors visiting from Toronto, Canada, um, and then someone from California. Do we have anybody else besides Virginia in the house this morning? Wave at me if you came to, oh, show me. Show It's going like this. Just scream it out. South Dakota, come on somebody. We welcome you. Want many online, either live or replay, to receive an impartation of revival spirit. Conferences, et cetera, et cetera. Six full years of praying over our region. As we are faithful to our region, God moved us into praying and influence um, in our nation. Just last month, April, I stood on the grounds physical grounds of two significant territories of our nation, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and Washington, D.C. Um, the Washington, D.C. trip was actually pretty, pretty, pretty last-minute um, booking, and I accepted it, come on, somebody, because it was Washington, D.C. And Philadelphia was a last-minute trip down to the downtown to stand by the, what was it, Independence Hall, the something, Constitution, Independence, all those things. The Liberty Bell. Just almost like back-to-back weeks there. Why am I saying all this? Because of the mantle. Because of the capacity. Not just for me, for us. I cannot say today all that the Lord is preparing, but I can confidently say that he told us to tell you, start climbing. Eternity is within... And eternity has a demand, a capacity that is beyond earthly comprehension, but somebody has to make the reach. Fresh Start, much has been given, much is required. Thank you for listening in to the Fresh Start Church podcast, where we exist to influence a nation with revival. You can order Pastor Kim's book, Doorkeepers of Revival, at doorkeepersofrevival.com. And you can listen to Fresh Start Revival Worship on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you stream your music. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.